0: Welcome to the Sunday edition of CNN Five Things. I'm David Rind. With everything going on in Ukraine right now, it's understandable that some stories might slip by you. I mean, Major League Baseball canceled the start of its regular season last week because of a labor dispute, and it was probably like the 50th most important story on that day alone. But there is something I wanna focus on today, something that has not gone away despite all the other news out there, COVID-19.
1: Because of the progress we've made, Because of your resilience and the tools that we have been provided by this Congress, tonight I can say we're moving forward safely, back to a more normal routines.
0: Over the past week, the federal government officially signaled something you may have been feeling for a while, that according to them, we are entering a new phase of the pandemic. I want to spend five minutes with CNN senior medical correspondent Elizabeth Cohen to break this down because, Elizabeth, I feel like I've heard we're in a new phase of the pandemic like 20 times over the past two years. (laughs) What exactly is different here about this moment?
2: I know. Doesn't it feel that way, David? It feels like, uh, let's see, if I go chronologically, in the summer of 2020, it felt like (laughs) things were getting better. It felt like in sort of May of 2021, it felt like things were getting better. And just recently, sort of October, November, before Omicron hit. But here's why this one feels different. This one, I think, feels different because some time has passed, and the cases have been coming down, and we haven't had some horrific new variant come on the scene recently. Hmm. So that I think is giving people hope because that really is what could ruin this is to have some horrible new variant come on down. But David, I want to say one thing. I know that we're all sick of COVID. I know that we want to think of it as being over, but we still have about 53,000 hospitalizations a day. Hmm. If we take a look at deaths, per day. Now it's around 1,700. That's down from mid-January. And that's a good thing. But it's still 1,700 dead Americans a day. The CDC says it's reviewing its guidance on masking, but many states and cities are not waiting to loosen their COVID restrictions. So states and municipalities, they've been taking away their mask mandates for quite some time now.
1: Just into CNN, Delaware's governor says he will lift his state's universal indoor mask mandate starting Friday.
2: Also new this morning, New Jersey's governor announcing a similar move to lift the mask mandate in schools there. But at the end of February, the CDC said, you know what, we're going to look at this in a county by county basis. And in a lot of places in the U.S., you do not need to wear a mask anymore. And so it was interesting to see the CDC, who's probably been sort of among the strictest of anybody, saying in a big chunk of the U.S., you do not need to be wearing a mask anymore.
1: We've always got to be careful that we've been to this, this show before where things
0: came down, you pull back a little and it bounces back.
2: But there are some voices saying, you know what, we should still be encouraging people to wear masks. Maybe you don't need to mandate it, hmm. but there are voices saying that we should be encouraging or maybe even mandating masks still, because we still need to protect people and we really need to protect vulnerable people.
0: Okay, then my next question in light of that new guidance, what about public transportation? Like when will I be able to take my mask off on an airplane or on my train to work?
2: Right. So there is. So there is a federal mask mandate for transportation, you know, buses and planes and trains, et etc. through March 18th. And we'll see what the federal government says. They're always reviewing new data. And who knows what will happen? It's possible that they could change that. I certainly have friends. A friend of mine said to me the other day, Elizabeth, I don't know if I will ever take off my mask on an airplane, ever. <laughs> yeah, and I think right, it's,
0: I've heard that too. It's
2: an interesting point, right? It's that if you are in a vehicle, whether it's in the air, on the ground or underground, with a bunch of people hmm. and there's still COVID out there or the flu or whatever, why not wear a mask? I think that COVID has raised that question. Hmm. Why not wear it yeah. to protect yourself and to protect other people who you don't even know?
0: Yeah, why not? Uh, Okay, so last week, President Biden, he had his State of the Union address. Uh, That's another thing people may have missed with everything that's going on. And he was talking again about this, this new normal that we talk about. And the next day, the White House COVID Task Force came out and gave us, they drilled down on this new plan that they have for how we're going to be living with the virus. Can you explain what, what they're kind of saying here?
1: Good morning, and thanks for joining us. Today, as we release President Biden's National COVID-19 Preparedness Plan.
2: So the Biden plan tries to move the U.S. from being in a pandemic and being in a crisis to moving to this point of view. COVID is out there. Let's do what we can to prevent it. Let's do what we can to protect ourselves. But let's make it disrupt our daily lives as little as possible.
1: And because of this progress and the widely available nature of these tools, we've reached a new moment in the fight with COVID-19.
2: And so it's a 96-page plan, and the basic tenets of it are we're going to vaccinate as much as possible. We're going to have treatments out there and easy to use. We're going to prepare for new variants if, God forbid, they appear. But we're also going to not lock down again. We are not going to shut down schools again.
1: To ensure these life saving treatments are easily accessible, the president's plan launches a new test to treat initiative to provide individuals access to testing and treatment for free, all in one stop.
2: It will be interesting to see how well this works because part of this depends, or to a very large extent, it depends on how well vaccinated people are. And if we look right now, about half of eligible people, people who are eligible to get a booster in the US, about half of them have not gotten that booster. That's a lot. Despite all the messaging from the Biden administration about getting a booster, half of people have said, "Eh, no thanks. In October, vaccines were authorized for children ages five to 11. Two thirds of them have not even gotten even a first shot.
0: That's what I want to ask here, because, you know, This plan rolls out around the State of the Union. Midterms are right around the corner. Is this more of a political shift to kind of appease voters who are sick and tired of of COVID? Or are we actually truly in a better place with the virus here? Like kids under five still aren't eligible to be vaccinated. So what's what's kind of the, the sense here?
2: We're in a better place. There's no question. We're in a better place. We're not in the best place we've been in in the past two years. There were other times where our metrics looked better, but we are certainly in a better place than we were in January. We're in a better place than we were um, when Delta was raging in 2021. And so it feels to me what the Biden administration is doing is trying to say, we're going to do what we can But don't worry, we're not going to lock down again. Don't worry, we're not going to shut down schools again. Hmm. The devil here is in the details. And I do wish, David, that we had heard more from them on how are we going to increase vaccination rates? Because a lot of this Biden moving forward plan rests on a very vaccinated population. And when half of Americans haven't listened to the Biden administration and have said, nah, I don't want that booster, that's not great. Because it means that, God forbid, if there is another variant, are they going to listen and say, "Okay, I'm going to go out there and get whatever vaccine I need to get to protect against this variant. You can talk about this need to move forward all you want. But if people aren't listening to you when you're giving Hmm. basic, basic instructions like get your child vaccinated, that's a problem.
0: Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Elizabeth Cohen, thanks so much for keeping track of it all for us.
2: Thank you, David.
0: We'll be right back. Welcome back. Here's something else happening this week. Be prepared for more inflation news this week. The Consumer Price Index report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics is due out on Thursday and it may not be pretty. Last month we learned that inflation grew to a near 40-year high in the 12 months ending in January. The Sunday edition of CNN Five Things is produced by Paolo Ortiz and me, David Rind. Our production manager is Matt Dempsey. Our senior producer is Muhammad Darwish. Our supervising producer is Greg Peppers. And the executive producer of CNN Audio is Megan Marcus. Special thanks this week to Danielle Herman. If you like what we're doing here, please consider leaving us a rating and a review. It really does help other people discover the show. And remember, we'll have real-time updates for you all week long on the situation in Ukraine right here.